welcome back nc here as promised this is going to be my first two part session presuming you managed to follow everything i said in the last session i am hoping this one follows like a fairy tale now before we begin i'd like you all to imagine a jigsaw puzzle it's a huge puzzle with a thousand pieces let's say the box it came in suggests that the final picture would be that of a horse now you slowly put the puzzle together piece by piece in a definite sequence till you get that final picture of a horse a very satisfying feeling right you probably want to take pictures of it frame it glue it together to make sure your annoying sibling doesn't come and take it apart well what if i told you nature played a similar game what if i told you we are all just a combination of billions and billions of such puzzles we'll see that in a moment to continue where we left off last time remember how i told you about how our body is made of four major materials lipids proteins sugars and nucleic acids i also mentioned how these are further just subunits of various other molecules for instance proteins are made of amino acids sugars are made of carbohydrates so on so on no idea what i'm talking about you probably ought to take 5 minutes and brush up on what i covered in the last episode <laughs> anyway as promised we'll not be seeing what these individual subunits are that is going to be an extremely boring and quite frankly long and tedious i have no intention of doing that so here's what we're going to do instead let us understand these subunits on a larger scale see how this simple tiny molecule comes together in a very very specific way to create a cell and by that extension us let's take the proteins first as mentioned earlier these are made of amino acids it is important to know that while there are a grand total of only 20 different types of amino acids there are over 10000 different types of proteins In fact scientists are still not sure some even estimate that there could be billions of proteins <laughs> what how how did we manage to get so many proteins from just a sample of 20 amino acids well it helps to understand how the amino acids actually make up a protein let's look back at our puzzle example shall we Can you imagine those little grooves at the edge of each piece of puzzle how they all perfectly fit in some spots but not in the other now with 1000 pieces of puzzles it could be assumed that there are likely to be more than one place a single piece could fit right so imagine i asked you to solve the same puzzle but without a final picture just a blank white slate you could piece the same puzzle together in so many different ways right but now if all of a sudden the picture reappeared it need not necessarily be the horse that you had on the cover right it might end up looking like some bizarre oddity that in no way shape or form resembles a horse but the puzzle still remains intact though you didn't get that horse now In proteins similar to the puzzle the amino acids have certain grooves 
on to which they bind when it binds to other amino acids it forms a special bond called an amide bond so when we have thousands and thousands of such bonds we call them polyamide bonds poly which means many so many amide you can arrange the repetition of this 20 amino acids in a thousand unit long proteins in so many different ways we can get a completely different result every time you change even a single amino acid each bond is of different strength leading the protein to have a different structure and this unique structure that we get well it's very special as this structure provides a very specific function to uh, to that protein within that cell uh, it's kind of like a key you require a key with a very specific configuration in order to open a specific lock right it's not like any random key could do this job in fact enzyme which is a very interesting class of proteins works via a mechanism called the lock and key mechanism we'll require a whole other session to understand the workings of enzymes anyway looking back the function of a protein depends on its structure furthermore the structure depends on the sequence of the amino acid that we used therefore sequence decides structure decides function <laughs> neat right let's see the others nucleic acids are made of four different types of nucleotides adenine guanine cytosine thymine okay let's not go into that lipids and sugars are made of so many different types of monomers i could spend the next 10 episodes just ranting about it which again i promised not to do anyway <laughs> to recap there is just one sentence you need to take away from today sequence decides structure decides function sequence decides structure decides function now this is a very key sentence you would need to remember for most concepts in uh, cellular biology well <laughs> that was fun wasn't it now it is important to know that the this course is simply to give you a basic understanding of life if you want to truly get deep into the subject i'd recommend opening any textbook on cell biology if you have any queries or uh, requests for particular concepts in the further session feel free to email me at thebiopod20@gmail.com for now signing off nc